Thank you so much for hitting play on House Party. If you like what you hear, please click the subscribe button in your podcast app. That way you'll get every episode delivered to your device and you won't miss a thing. If you're feeling extra generous, please scroll down and give us a five-star rating or write a review. This helps with our discoverability on your podcast app, and that's awesome because we're always looking to grow our community of real estate heads. That's it. Let's get to the show. Welcome to House Party, a podcast where real estate, news, and pop culture collide, coming straight to you from the editors of Realtor.com. I'm Natalie Way. I'm Eric Gunther. And I'm Rachel Stoltz. Eric actually has a great story for us to, to kick this episode off with. Uh, yeah. A couple weeks back, we talked about, um, in our mailbox segment, we talked about, is it risky, is it wise to put a letter in someone's mailbox if you're interested in buying their home? Um, it's a tactic that some some potential buyers will do if they drive past a house on the street and say, "Oh my God, I wonder if this pe- this person wants to sell their home. Let's let's write them a letter. Let's drop them a line. Let's see let's see if they want to sell to us." Uh, and Eric, you just went through a similar ordeal, right? Well, uh, <laughs> well, I don't. I wouldn't call it an ordeal. <laughs> <laughs> Getting getting a text message is not an ordeal, but um, yeah, we had, when we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, I had said you know I had received letters in the mail, I had uh, you know also gotten emails or strange kind of just junk mail in the past about you know hey are you looking to sell your home? We have buyers in your area, and I've never responded to any of those things. But then on Tuesday, I believe was the first time I ever gotten a text message, and the text message came from somebody I did not know. I don't know how they got my phone number. It just came out of the blue, unsolicited. I you know, I don't know who this person is. And it said, hi, Eric, I'm Christy. Are you by chance the owner of my, my address, my house number? If so, I may be interested in purchasing if you are looking to sell. And that was the text. That was the entirety of the text. And I don't know this person. I don't know how she got my number. Well, how did she get your name? It said, hi, Eric, I, right? Yeah. <laughs> It did. I mean, that's pretty easy to look up, right? Like, prop, like a like a white pages I, type of thing, or I, yeah, I, I'm guessing it's either came through white pages or some some real estate document that I signed in the past. <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. I haven't lived at this address in probably close to ten years. Oh yeah, this so. is your your rental house. It's not your primary yeah, residence, right? Exactly. Yes, exactly. So well, so how did you react to this? Like, what was your first reaction? Were you thrilled were you creeped out i not thrilled and not as even creeped out just more like huh more like i wonder how this person got my number and why they'd be texting me out of the blue about my other house i mean i i, I know it's in a desirable neighborhood in terms of you know buyers looking in that neighborhood but give us the stats it's a, it's three bedroom one bath right correct correct like 1230 square feet it, it's got a nice okay. little backyard a nice little front yard little detached okay. garage it's I mean, lots it's of cute. roses lots of roses it's a cute house so anyway uh yeah this was uh, a weird one i don't I, did you respond I, back to i have not responded if you guys want to get, help me craft a response i'm, oh. I'm all ears well, what do you want to say? Are, are you interested? <laughs> are you interested? <laughs> I can't make that decision for you. Right. Well, no, I, I, no I'm not interested in selling, but I, I can try and draw her into conversation if you guys. Uh, would, would, <laughs> I mean, it also, like. it also brings up the question of like, 
yeah, like even if you were selling this house, you probably wouldn't sell it to Christy. Yeah, I don't know unless she came because she's a rando, right? I, unless she put her money right up front and said, you know, hey, I'm willing to offer you X that is like Cash. two times what the house is worth or one and a half times what the house is worth. Then I'm like, oh, okay, who is this Christy? But, but she, just, <laughs> but she probably doesn't want to start on that note because then she might be offering more than she right. actually needs oh, yeah. to, unless right. she's she, done the legwork to know what your house is valued at. Which knowing Christy. She in this has. hypothetical situation with Christy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, if you guys would like me to reply, and, and I, I, I can send you the screenshot. You guys can put it on our Twitter and our Facebook page, you know, as long as you just we'll blank black out. out our number. Yeah, and yeah, black yeah. out my address or whatever. But um, No, I won't black out up. Our oh, <laughs> you I'm going to dox you. <laughs> you turkey. Um <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I'm interested in finding out more about Christy, and maybe Christy would even want to come on the pod and explain herself a little oh, bit. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, hadn't, I hadn't considered that angle, but I, I, I like it. I like explain where you're Explain why she thought this was a great idea. Has she done this before? Has she had uh, success in this, this in this, in this this venture? Yeah. I mean, it's one thing if she identified her, herself as a real estate agent, but she just was like, I'm Christy. Yeah. I and know. I want to purchase your house, Eric. So it's like, oh, yeah, God. she knows my she knows my name. So maybe I'll text her tonight and just say, "You up? <laughs> you up? You up, Christy? <laughs> yeah. W Y D, girl. <laughs> w Y D. I think that's what you should do. It's definitely oh uh, that'll seal the deal. Speaking of weird ones, uh, in other news this week, we talked about this mansion maybe a month ago. Um, so Jordan McGraw, Dr. Phil's son, was living in this home, uh, and the home actually sold recently. So we thought we'd check back in, and because um, the people who bought it have a little bit of an interesting story. So the new owner is Anna Shea. Um, uh-huh. She's a wealthy socialite and philanthropist located in uh, Los Angeles. Um, she's the only daughter of the billionaire uh, Edward Shea. Um who founded Pacific Architects and Engineers, which has defense contracts with the government. Uh, so they have a bunch of money. They sold their company to Lockheed Martin for $1.2 billion in cash. So they have a lot of money. Anyway, all that's to say, so she bought this house. Uh, and word on the street is that she's going to bequeath it to her son. Um, that's a nice mom. That, that's, a, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> that's a nice mom. I mean, this house is memorable. The reason we're talking about this house again is because if you look at the pictures, it's bonkers. Um, the, the decor, the interior, yes. Yes, the decor. And even the architecture, too. It's yeah. really grand. I think it was described as Tim Burton uh, mixed with, I don't even know, there's like lights everywhere, <laughs> that grand staircase with kind of like a the Medusa snakes going up it. Like it's, it's just a really, really weird looking house. Crazy eccentric over the top. And so this socialite is going to give this house to um, her son, who is a 26-year-old quote-unquote, hardcore cannabis aficionado. His name is Kenny Kemp. Uh, He was featured in um, a BuzzFeed article where they called him a passionate stoner. Um, And apparently he has a $500,000 collection of bongs. Wait, 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 um, wait. You you buried the lead there. Yeah, you (laughs) glossed right over that. (laughs) Wait, can you repeat the number there? $500,000 collection? 
of bongs. <laughs> Wait, what? He's a passionate stoner. Uh, okay. Uh, he money is no object to him, so he well, chose to spend all. You know, he's the heir to hundreds of millions of dollars. Okay, and but but even so, like, where do five hundred thousand dollars? Why do you need so much? I mean, he's a collector. You know, we've talked about collectors a lot on this show. Uh, okay, functional glass art. Functional glass art, exactly. <laughs> so anyway, so it's it's it makes sense that a stoner would buy this house. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> Talk about a house party. <laughs> Hey. Yeah, I mean, from time to time, we do like to check in on the houses that we talk about. So uh, this is just one of them. So as you guys know, we look at the most popular homes every week. And every week, it's a mixed bag of, you know, weird decor, notable names, cool houses, cool features. And then every once in a while, we wind up with a home that is kind of just beyond description. And uh, this week's second most popular home, it's fitting it came in number two, is a, <laughs> a a home in Indiana, and it was on the market for $219,000. It's a three-bedroom, you know, 1,500-square-foot, 1,400-square-foot home. It looks relatively normal from the outside, and it's one of those ones where you're just scrolling through the listing photos, and you just everything stops when you reach the bedrooms. The world stops. The world stops, yeah. And I don't even know, I, I'll try my best to explain it. The The bedrooms, in the bedrooms, the bed is looking directly at a toilet and a vanity in both of the upstairs bedrooms. And there is no, there's no door, there's no covering, there's no anything. It's just the toilet is staring right back at the bed. The interesting part about, you know, matching these photos up with the listing description, uh, the listing description says, um, upstairs you will find two bedrooms, each with a private bathroom. <laughs> and that could not be truer. <laughs> no, it could be, no, it could it could be, be false. could not be falser. <laughs> falser. <laughs> There's these, nothing private about it. I cannot stress how weird this looks. Yeah, I mean, and, and we've talked, you know, at length, at least on a couple of other pods about the idea of open bathrooms, would we, blah, blah, blah. But this is, when I saw this listing, it was just bonkers. I, I can't believe these photos. It, I, there must be a reason because it's not that this is a dilapidated house or like an, a house that was built and neglected. This is, you know, it, it has regular decor in it. It looks like a normal house. And then you mm-hmm. see these lit, the bedrooms and it's just, what? This house was built in 1985. So it's also not like this was, you know, a house from the 20s or the 30s when plumbing was a little bit different. I mean, right. this is a relatively modern house. Yeah. Someone made these choices. You could just, you could sit on the toilet and face the person in bed and say like, <laughs> hey, what's up? How's your day? <laughs> What do you want for dinner? Yeah, what do you want for dinner? It really looks like the wall that the toilet and everything is on is the wall that ordinarily you put a TV on. Yes. Right? right. Yeah, or a dresser <laughs> or a dresser with a TV. And now you're just watching a completely different horrifying kind of show. <laughs> yeah, it, it, you're right. Well, and obviously they made the choice to put the bed there. Like they could have moved the bed. <laughs> yeah. So they're not facing each other. I don't get it. Because this house is no longer on the market. When we when it was in our most popular this week, it was listed as pending. So somebody was bought this place. It was Like I said, it was on the market for $219,000. And I think it did sell. So, I mean, 
I guess I can try and reach out to the agent and find out what the backstory is because it's pretty bonkers. Well, good find, Eric. I mean, we we will definitely put the link to this this listing in our Facebook. So please follow us on Facebook, um, House Party Pod. You can find us there. But you have to see these photos. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to know any other if there's any other opinions, or maybe we're missing something that we just don't understand, or there's something. Yeah, maybe this is like totally normal, and we're just like too sensitive. Until then, I will just be pounding my head against the wall. <laughs> Coronavirus is in the news, and it's a deadly serious subject. Uh, we took it on, and we looked at what you would need to do to corona-proof your home, if there's anything you can do. I mean, wiping down your counters, wiping down all the surfaces of your home. Uh, so uh, yeah. we've seen we've seen a run on people buying stuff, you know, like the... Mm-hmm the wipes that you need, the Clorox wipes or the Lysol wipes. The hand sanitizer, the the paper towels, the toilet paper. Do you guys feel like people like stocking up on all these things feels kind of alarmist? It's a tough one because they, they haven't come out and issued, you must stay in your home for two weeks, but they, they have said you might want to be prepared to stay at your home for two weeks. So a lot of people have acted on that and that's Hmm. kind of what's causing the alarm so they've the alarm. actually said the ca- the county or whatever has said you might want to start stocking up the cdc has actually nationwide um has said be prepared to stay at home for i think two weeks and if you don't have supplies to last you two weeks then ooh. so that's i think what's caused people to go out to costco and to local you know grocery stores and just buy as much as they possibly can get their hands on and so out here in california um you know we've definitely seen people buying i don't want to call it panic buying you know but it is kind of a herd mentality i don't know if you know what when it tips into the word panic but people buying tons and tons of supplies water toilet paper canned goods pasta whatever in fact our coworker was at costco this morning before it opened at 8 a.m and there was a line she sent us pictures there was a line out the door uh for quite a while It, it stretched quite a while yeah. yeah. Um, just people waiting with their carts to get in. And when she got in, she said there wasn't even stuff to buy. So it seems like people are buying stuff faster than they can make the stuff. I, and I don't know where people are well, putting all this stuff. Where, where are you putting all the to- Yeah. You know, like you, I went to the grocery store the other day and I got canned items and pasta and I've run out of room in my kitchen cabinet. So where am I supposed to put that stuff? Where am I supposed to put the extra toilet paper I bought? Right. And the paper towels and the hand wipes. I mean, maybe your flats of water just become your sofa for the time <laughs> being. I, I don't know. Yeah, because... Your I, paper I, towels just become your sofa, your, your right. mattress. But I, if there are some ideas around maximizing your cabinet space, this might be the time to deploy those ideas. I mean, stack up. So, you know, if you can make space in your cabinets by maybe installing more shelving that, that so you can you know maximize the height as opposed to just spreading everything out on the bottom shelf that that might be wise um getting those like lazy susans so you can like put stuff closer together and then fit more in the cabinets even so much as building like a couple floating shelves and putting like your dishes on those because dishes look nice stacked up frankly and so putting your dishes on those and then 
putting maybe your paper towels and your cans in your cabinets. Um, but yeah, I know, I, where, Rachel, you said that your stuff is just kind of tucked in a corner in your place. Um, I, last night's project was putting all my canned goods and jars of stuff that, you know, the non-perishable pastas, whatever, on the highest, I needed a step stool to get up to the highest shelf on my cabinets mm. and I just tucked them back there. Storage was a sticky issue for me before coronavirus yeah. <laughs> um, because I don't have uh, a pantry, I don't have many kitchen cabinets and the ones I do are devoted to dishes and pots and pans. Right. Um, and I don't have a linen closet. Like I just basically have one closet. So, I mean, I might just have to bite the bullet and keep stuff out or just, I don't know, sit on my boxes of toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I have been talking about redecorating. So maybe think I'll... of it as like an art, art display. Yeah. yeah. At least they're soft. Warhol made art about cans. <laughs> soup yeah. cans so oh yeah see there you go <laughs> it's back in fashion there we it's go it's inspired <laughs> yeah so i mean we do have like i said we have a couple of coronavirus not even a couple i think more like four or five different coronavirus stories about its impact on the real estate market and then we have the one about how to coronavirus proof your home uh just search for coronavirus proof your home on google put the words realtor.com in with your search and uh, you should find this article and stay healthy, guys. Yeah, please. We, we hope everyone stays safe. Um, wash your damn hands. Wash your damn hands. Cough into your... Do the, do the vampire cough. And if you're feeling sick, stay inside. Yes. On a lighter note... <laughs> uh, we discuss a lot of unique homes, like we said, and one that we found, one particular home that is currently on the market, is uh, a former church in Wisconsin. So, architecture-wise, think church. <laughs> like, really churchy church. Like, churchy yeah. church. Like, tall ceilings church. United Methodist church. Like Stained boom. glass church. Bell tower. Yeah. Um, as a house. So as you can imagine, this would be a difficult home to sell. It's, it's very um, abnormal and you just, it's, it's all about finding the right buyer. Mm -hmm. In terms of the decor, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of paint. <laughs> well, I've seen this in the past with converted churches. It seems to lend itself like when a, a church is first purchased, you know, after it's decommissioned or after, you know, it stops being a place where parishioners go. It, when a, when a person buys it, it's usually an arty person because it has those wide open spaces mm -hmm. and it has those high ceilings and people take these on as almost as an art project to kind of renovate the church church over time and turn it into their own personal I don't know Fantasia I guess you know and so this in, the interior interior of this place is very colorful the exterior like you said still just screams church. I mean, let's 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 talk about it a little bit. There's, you know, purple on the ceiling, turquoise, royal blue, and then there's this like checkerboard floor with red and yellow. Um, I'm getting kind of like a circus vibe from <laughs> yeah, parts of this I place, saw that too. Right? right? Like in yeah. the bathroom a little bit. Yeah. Um, there's a goat or what is this? A billy goat? <laughs> ram? Or that's a ram, right? Yeah, I believe so. Head. <laughs> there's a 
Ram's head. There's a ram mounted on the wall. There's some taxidermy going on. Yeah. Yeah. Eccentric. It is. And it's been on, this place has been on the market on and off since 2008. And like you said, it, and I think part of it too is that uh, because it's a non conforming, it's not a tract home. Uh, it, it makes it difficult for a buyer to even get a, a lender that will give you a mortgage. And this place is $700,000. It's huge. It's 6,000 square feet. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of space. And so you're getting a good bang for your buck in terms of price per square foot. But uh, it's a, it's tough to find a buyer that A, buys into your vision and then B, can get a loan. Okay. So would you buy into this vision? I, I wouldn't necessarily buy into this person's vision, and I think it's not it's not dissing it. I mean, I think this is, you know, it's perfectly fine. I, ju- I would love to take on a project of my own, like a, I don't know what. Like, you know, I love the idea. I know we did a, a story about, I mean, we've done many stories about converted schoolhouses. I think we've done a couple of converted libraries. I would like to start at a building from scratch and, you know, mm-hmm. take it from d- dilapidated to something really cool. Could either of you take on a conversion project like this or would you want to i I don't have the fortitude not interesting (laughs) i i would buy this place you'd buy an already done one you wouldn't yeah and i think this church is gorgeous i don't like the decor but the architectural elements are rad i mean i think it would be cool yeah I, i think i would i would go for it I feel, I mean, I know it's expensive. It's 700000 you said, Eric? Yeah, yeah, for this house or So church. it's not cheap, um, but I think it would be cool if it was in a busier area to have it for like an event space. Right. Um, to, yeah. to remake it and just make it really stylish and have it for, you know, weddings and mm-hmm. talks and benefits and different things like that i think that would be pretty cool and and have that be your little investment it it is finding that unique kind of building or structure that's you know sitting vacant that can be had for a relatively cheap price and then committing to you know a couple of decades worth of work to kind of right make it your own vision yeah i can't even commit to what i'm doing tomorrow so that doesn't (laughs) does not sound appealing to me but i bet this place at least has private bathrooms Uh, They have walls around their toilet. (laughs) Yeah, let's hope. (laughs) Let's pray. Let us pray, yeah. It's now time for Winners and Losers. This is the segment at the end of the episode where we talk about celebrities and the real estate they bought, sold, or rented. Each week we choose one winner and one loser. And uh, we talk about it. And we talk about... The deals that they either made or lost out on, lost some cash. Um, we're going to start with our loser. Our loser is the very popular Pharrell. Pharrell Williams. Pharrell Williams. Music um, mogul. Music mogul, producer, rapper. Uh, he is our loser. Well, is Eric, he? Eric, Eric has something to say about this. Actually, right. no, I, I mean, he is. We were. We were very hesitant to call Pharrell our loser this week. Because the house just went on the market, but he did get a ton of Twitter bashing about the listing that went up. So, I mean, that that's the only reason we're calling him our loser is because uh, he was the uh, subject of a lot of haters this week when he put his house on the market. Yeah, I mean, the reason, the reason why he got so much Twitter hate or people were just making fun of the house... 
Um, if you look at the exterior facade, it looks like an office building or a community call. People, there was a tweet circulating that said, "This guy lives in a community college," um, and it it's does. that it looks like one. It's it does. Not, it's it not, does. It looks yeah, like a suburban. Not lying. O- <laughs> it looks like a suburban office park. And I remember this house from when he bought it. He bought it from Tyler Perry uh, a couple of years ago only. Uh, yeah. And he bought it for fifteen point six million. And I remember the photos from the time. Yeah. It, it's It's. It reminds me of this other home that we covered years ago that Justin Bieber rented out. Same kind of deal in um, yeah, Beverly Hills. I that. The salad spinner home, and it's that mm-hmm. same look. It's it's just all glass and like steel and it just looks like yeah it looks like a suburban office park i can't it's actually quite lovely on the inside i think yeah but yeah the outside oh, the, is just like somebody you like the there? you Seriously? like the interiors of the pharrell home wait yeah i don't mind it okay no okay i i, I, w- I wouldn't figure that you judgy mcjudgerson over there no i'm not judging i just this doesn't seem like your aesthetic i don't i would i mean like that that corporate boardroom with all the wood and the well i'm not no. looking at that i'm looking at the um it looks it looks very nineties to me with all the it's like very angular. I guess I just like all the windows. Yeah, I think all the windows and kind of it has a clean feeling, which mm. which I like. There's several pictures in this listing where it's like this is an office building. Like there's the one with the staircase and it's like yes. this is an office building. There's a picture of one of the tables in the house and it looks like a boardroom. Yeah. I think that's the one Eric was referring to as the conference room. Yeah. With yeah. the weird um uh, icicle cave like <laughs> light fixture above it yeah right yeah mm. and that that does it just says 90s conference room to me even the even the dark tile floors i mean it just says 90s conference room i, I agree i'm not saying i'd buy the place and frankly pharrell's an eccentric person so i can see another eccentric person snapping this up um right that's not to say that it's going to go for the listing price no. um who do you see buying this place who do I see buying? Oh, God. Either of you. Oh, I don't know. Uh, well, who is th- going to buy this? I'm going to, I have a, I have, I have a guess. Can I, before, before you guess, can I just say, add one other caveat in here? And sure. it, it's from, it comes directly from the listing de- details of this home. It's listed for 17 million. It's in LA. It's big. It's what is it? 17,000 square feet. It's huge. Right. Um, but in the listing details, it says endless potential here to fix it up. And make oh. it one of the unique, most unique mansions in Los Angeles. So, seventeen million dollars. So even they know it's a fixer-upper. It's, it's a fixer-upper. It's this to me. I I don't know that it's going to even. Even if Pharrell sells it, it might. I don't. The way it's being marketed makes it almost sound like it might be candidate for knockdown and start over. Whoa! Oh, really? That would be unfortunate. I think. You think so? I, I don't. Yeah. The house. This house to me very nineties and it does not nineties in a good way. So Rachel, I want to hear who you think would buy this. Yes, please go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I, I now I feel like it's wrong. No, no, say it. I was gonna say Lizzo. Hmm. Okay. Oh, that's a good. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what her design style is like, but yeah, she she's has a ton of money and she's young and. I could see her making this like her yeah, own. that's a good guess. Like a part, like a party pad. Well, it, yeah. and it, it 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 is it does lend itself to parties because I think it ha- you know it's made for entertaining. It has a huge outdoor space. It's seventeen thousand square feet, and I think it has like one of those driveways. And you know, it's a th- there's a thirty car motor motor court. So yeah, yeah, it's made it's made for somebody that's young and wants to party 
and wants to invite the whole crew over. So maybe your guess is... I agree. I think that's a great answer, Rachel. Thanks. I don't know if Lizzo is buying seventeen million dollar homes. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if she's. Yeah, I don't know if she's at that level yet because that's like, yeah, wow. Again, it's not that this house is awful. It's just that it's kind of weird weird looking. And and Pharrell took a lot of heat online when the listing photos appeared this week uh, on Twitter, mostly from people saying, "Holy moly, this place is weird looking." So we're gonna give him more heat. Yeah, a little bit. Just a calling a more qualified loser. A more qualified loser. <laughs> uh, let's move on to our winner. Yes, please. Our winner is the actress Julia Roberts. Oh. Pretty woman herself. Um, okay. uh, she, she bought a gorgeous mansion in San Francisco. It's in Presidio Heights, which is a very expensive, um, historic neighborhood in the city. Yep. Uh, this place is beautiful. It was built in 1907. Uh, so it's a super old house, but it's one that just has great bones and it's been beautiful renovated. architecture. I love this house. Yeah. And she, she got it. And one of the big reasons we're calling her winners that she, it was, the house was on the market for 10.25 and she got it for 8.3 million. <laughs> Do we know why she's buying in San Francisco? We didn't really get into the speculation about her personal life, like, you know, what the heck she's... But she has been cited in San Francisco over the years, like celebrating or partying or hanging mm-hmm. out. Um, so we don't know exactly why she did, but we wanted to know why she chose Presidio Heights because while, you know, as you said, Presidio Heights is a lovely neighborhood, nice neighborhood. When people think of like ritzy San Francisco neighborhoods, right now Pacific Heights is the one that comes to mind. Everybody's heard of it. There was a movie that was titled Pacific Heights. I mean, people, yeah. I think when you say San Francisco, even to somebody that's not from the city, they'll think uh, ritzy neighborhood, Pacific Heights. And then also south of market area is where a lot of the new condos are being built. Where, right. you know, super luxury, high-end condos. And so that's where we're seeing a lot of money being spent, not necessarily Presidio Heights. So we looked at the neighborhood and why she may have chosen there. And it's, it's more of a low key neighborhood. It backs, it does border on Pacific Heights, but then it also backs up to the Presidio and she bought in a really nice area and it's just quiet, low key, but still close enough to the good stuff within the city. So I actually write, you know, many years ago yeah. I was a nanny for a family in this neighborhood okay um, and they had just bought a similar house that was like you know an old Victorian just gorgeous really old and they were kind of restoring it um, and I was like damn this neighborhood's really cute yeah <laughs> it's like it's very family oriented it's uh, you know it's it's walkable but yeah it, the, the the appeal is that it's close to the park to Presidio yep. to the yep. Presidio the largest urban national park it's huge yeah it's a- I mean maybe Julia you know th- this the architecture of this place is very characteristic of San Francisco it's a classic San Francisco home so maybe Julia has always had a dream of owning this type of home Maybe she'd been, you know, just trolling the market for a while and her agent said, hey, this house came up and it's been on the market for a while. Maybe we'll be able to get a deal on it. And so she did. And now she's the proud owner. Yeah. And for that, we're calling her our winner of the week. Yay. Big mistake. Huge. The opposite of a big mistake. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. 
All right. And that is it for House Party. Like we said in the beginning, uh, if you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate and review. Um, we're also on social media. If you guys want to follow us there, join our community. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at um, House Party Pod. If you want to get a hold of us, write us an email, ask us a question about real estate or design. You can reach us podcast at realtor.com. We check it regularly and we do a semi-weekly segment called The Mailbox where we answer listener questions. Uh, So drop us a line if you have any burning questions. That's it for this week and we will catch you guys later. Bye. 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 Bye.